Hello and welcome to season six of Travel Stories Podcast. In this season, we are following me around every country in mainland Europe. If you want to get a feel of what the podcast is like when we're not doing this, then have a listen to the trailer episode. That'll tell you everything you need to know. How's it going, guys? If you're in Atlanta, Georgia, popular for, well, I know it for being the home state of the Zac Brown Band. A fantastic band. And isn't it where uh, The Walking Dead was kind of set? I think, Georgia, Atlanta, I think so. Anyway, if you're in, let's see, if you are in Geelong, (laughs) near Melbourne, in Victoria, Australia. I've been there once or twice. I used to be a delivery man, like a man with van, you know? So I had to do a couple for, I had to, once I had to deliver a fish tank to a guy, right? And then, uh, and I, you know, got this fish tank in the van, which is difficult, right? And then got it in the van and then took it to the place. And then this guy had maybe, I mean, his wall was fish tanks, basically. And then his housemate came out. He was like, dude, if this guy calls you again, asking you to pick up another fish tank, don't do it. Like he's, he's obsessed with fish tanks. It's, he's like, it's not good. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> then I would invite you to join me. I am in somewhere in Denmark near Odessa, Odensa. I think Odessa is some, something else. Odensa. No, oh, I'm, I'm looking, I'm literally looking at a map right now. I'm near a town called. Odense, O-D-E-N-S-E, <laughs> it's early. <laughs> yeah, I'm there in Denmark. Last time I talked to you, I was in Sweden. Yeah, I think I was in Stockholm, actually. Yeah, 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 I was. From there, as you can tell, I haven't spent much time in Norway. I went into Norway and then came out of Norway. My reason, I know, I know, it's it's a wonderful country. My reason is, right, I've got to get back pretty soon, right? And I don't want to rush Norway. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's like if someone tells you, oh, you've got to eat this, but you, you've got like two minutes until you have to leave. It's like, well, I want to enjoy it, you know? So I'm going to come back to Norway and, uh, and really enjoy it, you know, go all around it, go to the West, which I've heard is nice. Thank you for the, uh, for the recommendation. Go up North in the summertime and then, uh, and really be there. You know what I mean? But yeah, the time I was there, it did seem very nice. So anyway, and now I'm in uh, Denmark. <laughs> yeah, uh, Denmark's cool. Denmark's cool. I'm in a, I'm in a hostel, right? But I'm by myself, as I always am, right? <laughs> I always get like a ten bed room, and I'm like, oh yeah, people to talk to. No one here, and it's in a what's it called? Um, what are they called? Leisure center, I suppose. Leisure center. And wait, you don't say leisure in, in the States, do you? You say leisure. Leisure. That's it. It's a, it's an old, uh, Eddie Izzard joke. He's talking about, you know, you say sidewalk, we say pavement. You say leisure, we say leisure. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's like a leisure center. It's got a gym. It's got a sauna. It's pretty cool, man. And it's so European because the, uh, the showers, like, uh, also the changing rooms to the leisure center, you know, for the, you know, the sh- hostel showers, they just use a le- leisure center ones, right? And it's so, it's so European because it's just, you remember your showers in school? It's like, <laughs> I put a picture on my Instagram story. It's like, 
you've got a you've got just a, a kind of bit and there's like just some shower heads coming out of the wall and it's like right everyone get in there <laughs> so over the past two or three days two days i've had many a conversation with a naked dane <laughs> that's how i've been spending my time man so yeah Denmark's nice all right today today's gonna be a bit different right usually it's just me chatting about what's been going on not much has been going on to tell you the truth <laughs> i've been i've been feeling not homesick but i reckon it's the weather you know because it's pretty gray and it's quite rainy and it looks like the smiths and i've been i don't know i've been talking to my brother a lot so it's like man i'm i'm kind of looking forward to going to england like which i never thought i'd say but but i am you know so anyway today's gonna be a bit different because i i didn't know what to what to do this week's topic on right but then i got a uh, a email last night right which kind of influences what this is going to be about so what i'll do i'll tell you what, well you already know what it's going to be about you read the title it's about how to find adventure and linking this with joseph campbell's the hero's journey right which is well i'll get into that but it came from this email right should i read all this email this is a very long email i might read this email really fast <laughs> this is from Robert Heaney, right? He emailed me last night, right? He says, Hey Lee, love when people call me Lee. He says, Hope your life on the road is going as awesome as ever. It is. Thank you very much. It's been a while since I wrote in. I've been pretty busy with uni exams and my recent summer job. So, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> I don't mean to be rude, but I want to, uh, let's, well done. I'm going to, this is, you're going to listen to, this is Hayden Lee reading. I've been loving the poem. I was always you might remember the, la <laughs> the last time I wrote in, I was asking for your advice on networking and traveling as a full-time student. You suggested quitting uni. That does sound like me. And or visiting Beneficio Hippie commune, commune. That does sound like me. <laughs> as tempting as quitting can sometimes be, my only real... <laughs> that, that sounds like strange advice, doesn't it? Hey man, quit uni, go to a <laughs> hippie commune. Uh, did I put it like that? <laughs> anyway. As tempting as quitting can sometimes be, my only real reason for doing this course at uni, modern languages, French, Dutch, and Italian, nice, is to ideally take it further with a job that presents a multitude of travel opportunities after uni. Great call, my man. Plus, it includes an entire year abroad in, in industry or education, which is actually the main reason for doing it. Man, that sounds amazing. Don't quit uni. <laughs> as for the hippie commune, I'd absolutely love to do that, and it's on my list, but it seems that now my head is... So, is full of so many ideas for traveling cheap or free i no longer have enough time to carry them out until later on in the meantime though i've ordered a load of books that i've had an eye on for a while many of which you've actually suggested on the pod such as the four hour work week i recommend everyone get that vagabonding same and the kindness diaries haven't read oh no have, no i have no i haven't i haven't read it but we had the guy on didn't we can't remember his name that was a long time i can't remember what i did yesterday but yeah that's the bloke he went around the world and uh he kind of went around only what was it i think he was just relying on the kindness of strangers i think is what it was he was an, a really interesting bloke but, so we've had to find out who the author is and we've had him on the podcast <laughs> hopefully they should tie me over until my next trip yeah i reckon so However, you, however, your advice got me thinking about doing at least something to satisfy my travel cravings. Shortly afterwards, I thought about how I'd love to spend New Year's Eve in Edinburgh or Rotterdam. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool, man. Where a good friend of mine lives. 
in one of those five seconds of madness moments that you often talk about, I decided to do both. Yes, I booked a hostel and flights only a couple of weeks beforehand and took a train up to Edinburgh, spending the night watching the fireworks before sleeping at the airport and finally and flying to Netherlands the next day. Man, that is how you do it. This is my first real solo travel experience. And while I was only there for a week, I experienced almost everything travelers talk about experiencing. I made some great friends straight away in the hostel from all corners of the world and all the while... Uh, the freedom of being alone with my thoughts gave me so much more of an idea of my ideals and things I want to do with my life. It seems that as you explore a brand new place, you're equally exploring your own mind and personality at the same time. How true is that, man? Needless to say, I'm well and truly hooked and have set myself the goal of visiting 20 countries by 2020. Nice. Seven down and counting. Hell yeah, man. That's amazing. Right. You're asking in a recent episode what our plans are for the rest of 2018. And he says about his plans. This is a long email, so I'm just going to go over this bit, right? Uh, oh, that looks interesting. That's also, he's talking about somewhere, that's also where I met my girlfriend, who is thankfully almost as keen to travel and experience the world. Particularly, particularly, we can do this, the non-plastic side of the part. <laughs> uh, where are we? Non-side of the, non, oh, we can do this, non-plastic side of the world. As I am. Nice. I've convinced her to join me for part of my year abroad when I'll be traveling around Italy. However, it's going to take a little more effort to convince her to go backpacking with me. But believe me, it'll happen. I love this guy, man. This is perfect. <laughs> nice. Right. And then uh, more plans, Croatia and everything like this. Um, <clears throat> other than that, the rest of my years. Okay, so he says, after that long narrative ramble, I'd like to finally get onto a question that I've been thinking about for a while. As my ideas for what I want to gain from travel continue to grow, I realize that there's something missing from my past experiences. The thing that pulls me in most about traveling is the allure of adventure. Of this, uh, yeah, of uh, adventure, <laughs> of this unique experience of discovery and wonder that creates lifelong stories and memories. However, as much as I tend to avoid the typical touristy trails, I find I'm still looking for a real adventure. I know it's out there, and I always get this feeling that there's a completely different layer to the world that I'm not quite reaching just yet. So to summarize that in one question, do you have any advice as to how to find and bring about real rugged adventure, particularly when traveling, but also in every everyday life? Right then. So how to bring on adventure. That is what this week's topic is. So. First, what we'll talk about is how to find adventure. So I thought it's you know good to get onto. And secondly, I'm going to link this to Joseph Campbell's The Hero's Journey, something I've been meaning to do for quite some time. So I'm going to. Right then, firstly, how to find adventure. Now I've just got, I've, basically, I just put down a couple of bullet points to remind me of things to talk about. So I'm going to go through these. Right? So firstly, my thoughts are that a lot of it is down to mindset, right? You hear me say this all the time, man. Everything is about mindset. If you change your mindset, then you change your experience. And if you change your experience, you've literally changed what has happened externally. Well, obviously you haven't, but you've changed, like, <sighs> nothing that happens that is external to you is real. That sounds odd. I know. <laughs> but nothing that happens is good or bad. I've said that a lot before. Nothing that happens is uh, is a challenge or uh, an obstacle or a reward. Nothing is that. 
Nothing has that characteristic. We make these characteristics when they enter our brains, right? As soon as something happens, it could be seen as good by someone and bad by someone else, right? So surely the thing itself isn't any of those things because it can, it's completely interchangeable, right? It can be a reward for someone, but it can be an insult to someone else, right? So we contextualize these things. And the way we contextualize these things is governed primarily, I would say. Well, not primarily, but it's governed somewhat by our mindset. So, the way I'm thinking about adventure, if you think about adventure, what mindset do you need? What mindset do you need, right? You think in the mindset of Bear Grylls, right? Mindset of something like that, right? I would say it's the mindset of childhood, right? So remember when you're, I don't know, when you're 10 or something like that. And I don't know how old, how old you guys are, by the way, but this is what, what my childhood is like. And you're 10 and then you get on your bike and then you go around to your mate's house and you know if they're in, right? Because their bike's outside the house. There's no phones. So you know if they're in because their bike's outside the house, right? And you go there and you get on the bike and then you just both ride together into some fields and you go find a, you know, you find a dead body, whatever happened. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so that is... That's the spirit of adventure, just dialed down. You, you know what I mean? It's like, that's what it is. It's where are we going? Ah, oh, we'll go this way. Why? Ah, you know. <laughs> you know, just see what happens. And I said, so, 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 oh, we can do this. Come on. I sometimes get that, that feeling again. It's like, I think that a good way to do it is to try and take us. It's, hmm. See, it's weird because taking yourself back to, to childhood thoughts uh, can be difficult for some people can be very difficult and of course grown-up thoughts are necessary sometimes you know what i mean when you got to pay your taxes you don't want to be doing it like a kid so but having said that i think if you let's say for example you take away your phone right you say right look no more checking instagram in the morning right no more going on facebook even though everyone on there I know that what they're doing isn't their real life and they're just showing all the good parts and their highlight reel. And who is this person? They added me and I thought, oh, I might know him. And then I've got him on there. And I, now I'm suddenly invested in his life and I'm, I'm looking at, you know, pictures of his dogs, which are nice. But who is this guy and why am I spending my time doing this? Right. So lose the phone, right? Aeroplane mode if you, if you, you know, if you want it on you. But yeah, lose the phone and just be a kid again. Do you know what I mean? It's that that feeling of wonder, that feeling of that's there's something out there. We all have that feeling, man. That's why we travel. There's something else out there. Let's get on our bike and go find it. You know what I mean? Let's go this way. Why? I don't know. All right. And going with this, it's this other mindset of you can do anything. Now this sounds very American, I know, <laughs> but. It's, I don't know, man, it's such a beneficial mindset. It's like, if, if someone says, uh, if someone says, oh, do you reckon you can, uh, I can't think of any examples. Do you reckon you can fly a plane? Yeah, of course I can. Give me, give me 10, 15 minutes, I'll figure it out and then I'll do it. Yeah, easy. You know, it's that type of mindset that is very, very beneficial to have, man. And it can be cultivated, you know. Do you reckon you can, you know, get in a car and then jump this river? Yeah, of course I can. You know, you know what I mean? Of course I can do that. And if you, if you answer everything like that for, I don't know, give it a month, then that'll be your default answer and it will change your brain to think that. Do you know what I mean? It's like if someone, hey, do you reckon you can do this? And you immediately go, yeah, of course I can, obviously. Then uh, if you do that for a while, your brain will change and it will know when a question is asked, what the answer will be. And because it will know that, it will say, of course we can, <laughs> right? So this mindset, the can-do-anything mindset, because you can, of course you can. 
Of course you can. So this mindset means that if you can do anything, all you need is the opportunity. Can you make a million dollars? Of course you can. Anyone can, right? I, I remember hearing this interview or reading this thing or wherever it was, and it was some billionaire. And he goes, um, he said it so flippantly. He was like, uh, he was talking about making a billion dollars. And he was like, right now, billion dollars. He goes, um, he goes, a million dollars, that's easy. Anyone can make a million dollars, but a billion. <laughs> it's like, it was so flippant, you know, like people's dreams, some people's dreams are to make a million dollars, you know, be a millionaire. But he's like, million dollars, anyone could do that. My cat could do that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> because he's done it and he knows. He's like, well, yeah, of course he can. You know, and that's all it is. He's just got that experience. It's like, I'm out here traveling and it's like, well, can anyone, you know, save up some money, buy a bike and go traveling? Yeah, of course they can. Uh, My cat could do that, you know? (laughs) But yeah, uh, so that can-do attitude. All you need then is the opportunity, right? All you need then is the opportunity. And this, this goes for everyday life as well as travel, man. This can go down to like, I don't know, you meet someone and they go, hey, I'm, you know, um, can we drive north seven hours and then go find a random hotel and stay there and then meet some people and have the best night ever? Yeah, of course we can do that. We can do that today. We can do that tomorrow. It's fine. All you need then is the opportunity. You need someone to go, hey, let's drive seven hours north. You know, that's all you need. But then there's one more thing you need, actually. It is the saying yes to that opportunity. So if you have the can-do attitude, which again sounds very American, I know. If you have the can-do attitude, attitude, there you go, you can have that one. And and then you're presented with the opportunity and you say yes to every opportunity that comes up, you will have adventure. That's how it works. And imagine going into this with the mindset that you had when you were a kid of, yeah, let's go there, let's see what happens, you know? Put that all together, man, put that all together. All right, next, I would say that having this goes down to what is an adventure as well having a goal be it short term or long term is very beneficial to finding adventure right because if you think about adventure and we'll get onto this when we talk about the hero's journey if you think about adventure it's uh, if you think about an adventure movie think about star wars which is obviously a classic kind of joseph campbell hero's journey uh, format right if you think about that there's a goal there's an obvious goal you know blow up the death star right save the galaxy <laughs> and so there must, imagine that film without a goal right it's just luke, luke skywalker right he's like just hanging out on tatooine like hey i think i'm i think i'm gonna go and um just go visit the galaxy like just getting a getting a little uh spaceship and just see what's out there really just kind of go around wouldn't be that good there'd be no vader or it just, I'm not going to ruin Star Wars for people that haven't seen it. Come on, 1977. But <laughs> there would be there would be no bad things happen. There would be no goal to attain or to achieve or to reach. And so there would be no, there would be no sense of adventure because it's just going out and doing stuff. You know, what's the goal? What is the goal? And, and you're probably thinking you can still have adventure without a goal, right? Because you can go out and you can travel. You can go, hey, I'm just going to go out and travel for a year and see what happens right? That's, you can have adventure like that. But I think in that, the adventure isn't the whole thing. The adventure is the little adventures in that, right? When you think about, hey, I'm going to go out and travel for a year. doesn't really sound like much of an adventure. But when you say, I went out and I traveled for a year. And then this one time we went on this raft and then all this stuff happened. And then we had to save this guy. That's an adventure. Yeah, it happened in the travel, but that thing, you know what I mean? So anyway, 
having a goal, short term or long term. I mean, it could just be by tonight, right? By by this time tonight or this time tomorrow, we will be in the next state over, right? We live in oh God, horrible uh, American geography knowledge. Come on, we can do this. Uh, we live in New Mexico. By tonight, we'll be in. Come on, Nevada. Is that the next state over? <laughs> Maybe it is. I don't know. But yeah, by tonight we'll be there. You know, it might take, you know, eight hours to get there. But we will be there. What are you going to do when we're there? I don't know. That's just our plan to get there. That's an adventure. Anyway, so it could be that. And the, the thing about that is there is a goal. By tonight we'll be here. That's the goal. If it's just we're getting in the car and we're driving, it's not really a goal. Yeah, you can have adventure, but that's, you know, they would they would come up, but then the adventures in themselves would be goals. You know what I'm saying, right? And that could, of course, be long-term goals as well. Oh, yeah, the, this is an interesting thing. So I don't know whether this is uh, everyone in the UK, but we have this thing, right? We have this rule. It's the, the passport rule, right? If you're in a car, right? So there's like four people in a car, right? You drive into wherever. You go into a gig or you go into whatever. And you realize that everyone in the car has their passport on them, right? Then you must go abroad. <laughs> you must continue driving until you get to Dover, and then you must go into France, and then go wherever you want. That's the rule. If everyone's got their passport, you must go abroad. <laughs> That's how it works. And I really like that, man. So, next one is, and I like this one, man, do something that other people think is crazy. Now, I get this a lot, like, oh, you're doing, oh, that's crazy. You just, oh, I could never do that. You, do, you know what I mean? It's, you're taking yourself out of kind of being those people. And that's not disparaging in any way. But it's like, if, if other people look at what you do or your adventure or what you're doing or anything like that and think, yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of cool. Oh, well, you know, that's okay. Then, hmm. but if other people <laughs> look at something you do and go, man, oh, I could never do man, that's crazy. Weren't you worried? You know, all of this stuff that I think is, is the mark of an adventure as well, you know, that other people find crazy. It's like, for example, going to the airport and booking a random flight. Right? A lot of people would go, man, I could never, that's crazy. What did you do about this? What did you do about that? I'd be so worried about that. Other people think it's crazy. That's an, that's an adventure or a train station, doesn't matter, right? Or like, so, uh, they, okay, if you think about Henry Rollins, right? Uh, this is off the top of my head. This is, if you think about Henry Rollins, right? What he does when he travels, I'd recommend checking out Henry Rollins in every possible way, by the way, especially his music, Black Flag, 80s, punk rock. Anyway, so if you think about Henry Rollins, he goes to a random place in the world, right? He likes to go to, see, this is the thing, man. He likes to go to places that he's told that he shouldn't right? So he goes to Afghanistan, he goes to Iraq, he goes to, you know, Pakistan, he goes to all these places that um, that a lot of people, m most people would say, ooh, I wouldn't go there, right? That's, that, that means, to him, that means I must go there, right? So he does. And then when he gets there, this is the spirit of Adventure Man, when he gets there, all he does is he walks out, and this kind of contradicts my having a goal thing, but he walks out, and then he just, he goes left, right? And then walks a bit more, and then he starts talking to someone and then they inevitably say why are you here and then he says i'm here to meet you and then they start talking and then opportunities rise and he says yes and that is how you find yourself an adventure sorry i've just drank so much coffee <laughs> well a mug a mug of coffee but that, for me that's a lot of coffee anyway 
So that's what he does. And that's how you find this adventure. That's not the adventure isn't getting to the place and then finding the person. It kind of is because that's part of it, but we'll get into that with the Joseph Campbell thing. But then he's finding that person and then it's, yeah. So we have two more things, two more things, and then we'll get onto the Joseph Campbell thing. Two more things. So firstly, explore, this is good, this is, <laughs> explore why you say no to things. This is good. <laughs> so it's, it's all well and good saying yes to things, right? And saying, I'm going to say yes to everything. But until you know why you say no to things, you can't really calibrate what you'll say yes to, right? Because the whole say yes to everything, there are, of course, limits. You know, you meet a guy and he goes, oh man, yeah, you know, so um, I met this guy and he kind of, <laughs> this is such a strange example. <laughs> I had an argument with this guy, so tonight I'm just going to go break into his house and, you know, murder him and that. You coming with? That maybe I'd say no to, you know what I mean? There are some, <laughs> there are some things, some scenarios where you might say no, right? But... <laughs> But until you re you know why you say no to things, then <laughs> you're not going to say yes, to that, obviously. But it's handy to know why you say no to things. Is it morals, right? Is it morals and ethics, right? So that's probably a good reason to say no to things, right? Is it fear? I would say that that's probably a bad reason to say no, <laughs> say no to things, right? So until you know why you say no to certain things, then it's more difficult to say yes to things. So that is a good one. And I think it's always good to explore why you think something, why you say no to things, why you say yes to things, why you think the way you do, right? So my friend, I was talking to my friend Charlie actually yesterday, and she said, man, so I'm, I'm doing this thing. And then I sat down and I thought, hold on, why? I've done that, but why did I do that? And then, it, you know what I mean? It's that other level of, you know, I did that, but hold on. Why did I do that? What made me in myself do that? I think it's so good to look at those things because then you can see what makes you do these things, you know? And then from that, you can gain so much information, right? So lastly, on how to find adventure, I would say have no expectations. This is, I mean, it's good for a lot of reasons, really. If you have no expectations, man, this, all these things, they relate to travel as much as they relate to life, man. If you have no expectations, say, for example, in a relationship, right? If you have expectations, I can't remember who said it, expectations, uh, is, expectations are, the, uh, are a cause of suffering or something like that. But if you have expectations in a relationship, right? Like you get home from work and you think, oh man, I hope he's made me a, a whatever or anything, right? And then they haven't then you're going to feel bad or down or negative in some way because your expectations have not been met, right? But if you have no expectations and the thing isn't done, then you don't mind. Everything's neutral. But if you don't have expectations and then the thing is done, then it's a positive, right? Have no expectations. When you go out somewhere and you're thinking, man, I'm going to have the best adventure in the world, that's going to be difficult to compete with. It's difficult for adventure to compete with your mind's adventure, what you can create in your head, because in our imaginations, we can make anything happen, right? So it's difficult for it to compete with that. And then also, if you have expectations and you think, well, this is what it's going to be like, when it's not like that, which it inevitably, inevitably won't be, right? It'd be a different, a different flavor adventure, right? Then you might not be as accepting of it, right? Someone like in your head, it's, I don't know, we'll go here and then 
I can't think of examples, right? <laughs> we'll climb a mountain, right? That's your expectation for adventure. I'm going to Switzerland to climb a mountain, right? And then you go to Switzerland and someone says, oh man, we're going to go uh, over here and we're going to do this thing. It's going to be crazy. In your head, that's not a mountain. So you might not say yes to it. And then you might miss out on that adventure. So having no expectations, I think is a very good thing. Right. Let's get on to, let's get on to breathing, shall we? <laughs> let's get on to the hero's journey. Now I've been looking at the hero's journey, right? And what I've thought is, because there's a couple of different versions of it, right? The original, obviously, being Joseph Campbell from like 49 or 48, 49, something like that. And then there's uh, there's a couple of newer ones. There's one, uh, Chris Vogler, Volga, I can't remember. Vogler, I think. Vogler, I'd, I'd say. That's a, a newer kind of adaptation of this process because the hero's journey is a process. It's a narrative kind of... Um, well, journey, I suppose. It's a, it's a narrative style. It's a narrative format, right? And I think adventure and travel and life and everything fits nicely into this. So what I've done is I think that, I think that to tie it to travel, we need to look at the original and we need to look at some of the alterations as well, right? So this is basically. I think you will find yourself at some, if you're a traveler or if you're getting into travel or anything like that, you will, if you're a traveler and you've been traveling before, you will know these steps and you will go, ah, I can pinpoint where I, where I was during that step. I remember that step. If you're getting into travel, you can probably pinpoint where you are on this journey and <laughs> you can probably see what's coming as well, which is quite nice. But anyway, let's get into it. So number one, right? These are, uh, there are no numbers. So first one. That's just like saying number one, is you're in the ordinary world, right? And just to tell you again what this is, so if you think of Star Wars, that's based on this narrative format. If you think of many, many this is one of, I think it's five or six or something like that, narrative formats, right? And this is one of them, right? You'll see this in every film now, now that you know this, right? So the first one is the ordinary world. If you have been traveling before, or maybe you're in this stage now, it is where you're at your job, you're at your cubicle, you're behind the counter, you're doing stock take, you're doing what, that's the ordinary world. Most people, I say most, yeah, I'll go with most, you know what I mean. Most people live in this ordinary world and they continue to live in this ordinary world. They continue to be Luke Skywalker on Tatooine hanging out with his aunt and uncle, drinking some blue milk, you know what I mean? And they continue that life. He's a bit of a farmer, and then that happens, right? That's the ordinary world. That is the, the, the setting, the, the beginning setting. We all start in this. Maybe you're, the, you're still there now. Maybe you have been there. We all start here. The second one is the call to adventure. The call to adventure, right? So... This could come internally. Well, I suppose this, this could come internally in the sense that you could say, I want to go travel. I want to go do this. I want to go do that. But our, as we know, our internal things are kind of things like that. Thoughts like that are governed by what we, what we see, what we experience, our external reality, right? So you could see people traveling on Instagram or whatever, and you could say, right, that's, that's your call to adventure. I want to go do that, right? It's that thing, isn't it? It's Luke Skywalker looking at, I'm going to tie this back to Star Wars a lot, looking up at the two suns or moons, suns or moons, suns? Yeah, suns, I think. Looking at the two, two suns thinking, man, I've got to be out there, you know? 
that's what he wants to do. It's a call to adventure. And uh, Joseph Campbell's kind of uh, format of this, it says, Often when the call is given, the future hero first refuses to heed it. This may be from a sense of duty or obligation, fear, insecurity, a sense of an inadequacy or any of a range of reasons that work to hold the person in his current circumstances. So this is the refusal of the call, which is next. And maybe maybe you felt like you didn't have this step. Maybe you didn't first refuse the call. But I think however small it is, it'll be there somewhere. It could be as small as you see the picture of someone traveling and you think, well, I can't do that. I haven't got the money. Or I can't do that. I've got this job. I can't do that. I'm in university for another two years. I can't, you know what I mean? I can't do that. I've got a kid. I can't. There are many reasons, many reasons why we can't travel. And I think actually, I think this is where a lot of people reside because people, a lot of people aren't just in the ordinary world going about their business. You know what I mean? Drinking the blue milk. I think a lot of people have that call to adventure and think, oh, I want to go do that. But then they're stuck up on the refusal of the call. They're like, well, I can't do that because dot, dot, dot. Right? I think a lot of people are stuck there. Maybe you're there at the moment. Maybe you're thinking, man, I'd love to go out traveling. That's why I'm listening to these podcasts to give myself, you know, the, the inspiration to go out traveling. That's why I'm listening, right? But I can't right now because of this. And yeah, sometimes that might be a good, a good idea. Maybe it's a good idea to stay in uni for a little bit because you're, you're learning the, what was it, modern languages or something. And you have that year abroad. That's cool, man. Stick in that. That's part of the journey. But if your refusal of the call is, what do we say here? A sense of duty or obligation, fear, insecurity, a sense of inadequacy, any range of reasons like that. You know what I mean? Look into it. Look into it. So the next one is the meeting with the mentor. Joseph Campbell says, or he doesn't say this is just a, you know, a write-up of his thing. Once the hero has committed to the quest, so I will go traveling, right? Consciously or unconsciously, his guide and magical helper appears or becomes known. More often than not, this supernatural mentor will present the hero with one or more talismans or artifacts that will aid him later in his quest. Now, this... <laughs> so I was reading this and I was thinking, hold on, hold on. So a mentor with travel, someone that's maybe been there before, someone that knows what the journey entails, someone that maybe inspires to get them out there, someone that helps with the journey, offers talismans, otherwise known as advice. Am I the mentor? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I'm not supernatural, obviously, but hmm, maybe I'm the mentor. Maybe not just me, obviously, other travel podcasts, other, do you know what I mean? I feel like I am, I'm trying not to be like, what's the word? self-aggrandizing but I feel like I feel like I'm in a kind of mentor role with this with some of you guys that haven't been out traveling yet maybe for a lot of you you're already traveling you just listened for for a bit of fun right a bit of like maybe not inspiration but you know we we can all relate but maybe some people that maybe haven't been traveling yet stop saying maybe maybe I am the mentor and the talismans that I give you the artifacts that I give you that will later aid you in your quest maybe that's the advice Maybe that's the advice on mindset, the advice on where to go, what to do, the advice on how to deal with situations. Maybe that's what I'm giving to you. So I think, again, not to be self-aggrandizing, aggrandizing, 
I think that's the word, then yeah, maybe that's what it is. So just by listening to this, maybe you're in this step right now. Okay, so with this, with the hero's journey, imagine a circle, right? Imagine a circle. Now at the top, at 12 o'clock, right, is the, is the first, is the ordinary world. That's where you are. And then you go down to one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock rock. <laughs> I had to. I had to. <laughs> and then, we, <laughs> oh man. And then when you get to, I don't know, 2.15, then <laughs> there's a line, uh, like a, a horizontal line that goes across. Okay, when you get to three o'clock, it's a horizontal line that splits the circle in two, right? Now, the top portion is the known world, the world that we know. Being in the home, in your the known world could be your home country, your hometown, whatever. It's a known world. The underneath, the bottom part, is the unknown, right? So when we get to this juncture, we're crossing the first threshold. This is going from the known to the unknown, okay? So it says here, this is the point where the hero actually crosses into the field of adventure, so you're in your ordinary world, you've got the call to adventure, you refused it, but then you've thought, ah, okay, I'll do it. You've met with the mentor, you've had some advice, you've done stuff like that, and you go, right, let's do it, I'll go. So you go. Leaving the known limits of his world and venturing into an unknown and dangerous realm where the rules and limits are unknown. How much does that sound like travel, right? So we cross the first threshold. We leave. We get on the plane we get, not even on the plane, we step out of our house and we get on a bus to the train station to get to the plane. That is leaving and going into the unknown, right? You're on your own, potentially. The next one, tests, allies, and enemies. This is where the hero gains items given to him that will help him in the future, right? For example, you're in the airport and you meet someone from Morocco. You're heading to Morocco. How weird that you met someone from Morocco. You, you've met someone that's going to Morocco. You met someone, you chatted to them and they've been to Morocco. They say, hey man, when you get into Casablanca, go here because it's the best place. But also, do not go here. It's not that fun. You're gaining this advice, man. You're gaining this wisdom. In this, in this step as well, you have uh, what Joseph Campbell says is, woman as a temptress... <laughs> Let's modernize this bit. In this step, the hero faces those temptations, often of a physical or pleasurable nature, that may lead him to, I know what you're thinking, that may lead him to abandon or stray from his quest, which does not necessarily have to be represented by a woman. There we go. Woman is a metaphor for the physical or material temptations of life, since the hero knight was often tempted by lust from his spiritual journey. Right then. So it's the temptations, isn't it? It's the, it's the getting away from the adventure, getting away from the journey. Basically how I see this, right, is you get into, I don't know, you get into a city and you think, right, I'm going to leave this city. I'm going to go north. I'm going to go camping in the woods, right? That's what I'm going to do. And then you start walking. And then you see a McDonald's, you go, oh, I could do with a bit of a burger. And then you go in there and you think, oh, I might, I could just get a hotel, and then, you know, you think, I'll get a hotel, I'll have a nice bed to sleep in. It's the temptations, the temptations of that ordinary life. These are the things that can stray you from your journey. You know what I mean? It's like you meet someone and then they go, right, we're staying in this hotel and then we're, we're kind of doing this, we'll go to the cinema and you go, man, I could do that at home. <laughs> These are the temptations that I think come up in travel, right? Maybe I'm missing some things. Maybe I am. I almost definitely am. Right. Next, we have the atonement with the abyss. 
<laughs> Sounds great, doesn't it? In this step, the hero must confront and be, in, be initiated by whatever holds the ultimate power in his life. Right? This is all in his, he, etc. But that's just the way it's written. In many myths and stories, this is the father or a father figure who has life and death power. Oh, crazy. Again, Star Wars. This is the center point of the journey. So I, I think we're at six, six o'clock now, right? All the previous steps have been moving into this place. All that follow will move out from it. We are at six o'clock. Although this step is most frequently symbolized by an encounter with a male entity, it does not have to be a male sometimes, yada, yada, yada. Right. Atonement with the abyss, right? So this is, what's the word? Confronting the ultimate power in your life. If you're going traveling, and this is your, I've just stood up way too fast now, I've got a head rush. If, yeah, there we go. If you're out traveling, and you're looking for adventure. Maybe the thing that holds the ultimate power in your life is the, hmm, what's the word for it? The comfort. Maybe that's the ultimate power, the ultimate power in your life. Maybe the reason why maybe you, stop saying maybe. Maybe the reason, I said it immediately. The reason, potentially, hey, that you're not where you're at in your life, where you, you know you could be and where you want to be, maybe that thing is comfort. Maybe that thing is, oh, when the going gets tough, I don't get going. Maybe I go back to bed, right? And maybe I take the easy route out of things, right? This is, I think, what you can encounter when you're there. And maybe your adventure, I'm just going to continue saying maybe, maybe your adventure is to get yourself out of your comfort zone, obviously, and then maybe it's to... <laughs> I hear myself every time saying, stop saying maybe, man. What was I saying? Maybe... I'm just going to go with it. Maybe <laughs> it is to get yourself out of your shell, to get yourself talking to people. You know what I mean? Maybe it's a social thing. So that when you get into these situations and you're confronted with it, you're, you're suddenly in a hostel with 20 people all looking at you, waiting for you to speak. You know what I mean? I mean, these things can be boiled down to this. It's your atonement with the abyss, is what it says. You know what I mean? And this can even be an, an internal thing. You could be going out to, to find out who you are. A lot of people do that. You could be going out into the wilderness to find out who you truly are when you're alone, when you're in a tent in the middle of the woods and you're by yourself with your thoughts, maybe your own thoughts, your own destructive thoughts. Maybe that's the abyss and maybe you need to atone with that, be with them. You know, this is, again, the equivalent of Luke Skywalker going to Dagobah, right? <laughs> if you don't know Star Wars, these are all fantastic references. Going to Dagobah, meeting Yoda, i.e. the mentor, even though Obi-Wan was his mentor. And, well, kind of, Obi-Wan Yoda, that kind of, anyway. And then that's him learning the Force. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's you learning the Force. In that thing, he also has the atonement with the abyss. When he, he has that, that dream sequence, you know, when he's, he's kind of, well, dreaming, obviously. And then Vader's there and he's like, oh no. And then he uh, slays him down and cuts his head off and then the thing explodes and oh, it's my face. I am Vader. That's my potential. I can become that. <laughs> That's what it is, man. I mean, that's obviously like quite literal when it comes to the atonement with the abyss, which is also the father, yada, 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 right? But that's what it could be. That's what it could be. Imagine if, okay, let's take the Luke Skywalker route, man. Let's think you're, you're sitting in your house and you're thinking, man, I do not want to be 75 and, or whatever, 80 and think, man, what have I done? 
what have I actually done with this time? I've been given this time. I don't know what I've done with it. I've wiled it away, like being scared of things and not acting on things that I want to because of fear, because of feelings of, of inadequacy. I don't want to be that guy, man. Maybe when you're out traveling, because again, when you're traveling, not everyone is traveling. Some people live there. Maybe when you're there, you meet someone and they, and they've been there their whole life and they're not happy. Maybe you see in them what you wish to not become. That is your feeling of abyss. That is your abyss. That is what you don't want in your life. And you're meeting it, right? You're meeting it. And then the thoughts come from that. So the second one, the second one is the reward, right? So it's the reward. It might be the feeling of freedom that you're searching for. Oftentimes, I think that is what it is. When we go out uh, for an adventure, when we go out traveling for adventure, oftentimes what we're looking for is that feeling of freedom. And when you do go travel, you will feel this feeling, right? If you accept it, obviously. You will be in those woods. You will be camping out, trying to find out who you are, and you will come to terms with it. You'll wake up one morning and go, I am happy to be with myself. I know who I am now. I have this feeling. I have achieved enlightenment also if you look at the buddha stuff it's kind of the hero's journey there's a there's a link there it's the reward right so we're heading up the clock now right six o'clock seven o'clock eight o'clock rock we're on the refusal of the return man don't we know this (laughs) if you've been traveling i'm sure you've met a couple of people stuck on this step (laughs) it's the people that go out to Thailand, for example, go through all these steps, get the reward, and then go, okay, this is my life now. <laughs> I now live here. They, they study at a scuba diving, and now they open up a school. They, they live there now. Or they're just living in a hostel for the last three years. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's the refusal of the return. Why would I, why would I want to go? They, they say on this, having found bliss and enlightenment in the other world, the hero may not want to return to the ordinary world to bestow the boon there's a word, uh, onto his fellow man, right? So you've got this enlightenment. You go, ah, now I understand. Now I understand I was not, I was not being myself when I was in the cubicle. I was not being myself when I was just stuck at home. I was not being myself when I was chained to the desk, when I was chained behind the uh, reception, whatever you do, man. I was not being myself and living truly and feeling, feel freedom, feeling what life is like, Right? And now you're out here and you're thinking, this is the real life. Going around, meeting people, being the real, the real me. I know who I am. I know what I'm doing. This feels real. This is what life is about. This is where a lot of people are. The refusal of the return. I want to stay out here and feel this. Right. After that, <laughs> after that, we come to the road back. Right. The trick in returning is to retain the wisdom. We get we get this a lot. The trick in returning is to retain the wisdom gained on the quest, to interrogate that wisdom. Interrogate. I wish I learned to read. That's what I want. That'd be my adventure. To integrate. That's right. To integrate that wisdom into a human life and then maybe, it says maybe here, not even me saying it, figure out how to share the wisdom with the rest of the world. Oh man. Yeah. So having, having traveled and coming back to maybe your hometown, right? 
you've gained all this, we, we talk about this a lot, it's reverse culture shock is what we call it, right? You've gained all this wisdom, you've gained all this knowledge, and <laughs> we've all seen those people that come back from travel and go, yes, well, I'm, I'm an enlightened being now, you wouldn't understand. I don't think that's what it's about, man. You've gained all this wisdom, you've gained all this thing, and it's integrating that, as they say, into a human life, right? Into the ordinary life, because like I said, we're getting back to the 12 o'clock now, we're getting back to the ordinary life, right? So it's how do you, this is a question we get a lot, man, how do you, being as you're a changed person now, how do you go back to that first place, the place with the cubicles, the place with the desk, the place with all the people that are still at stage one or two or three? Right. Now I'm not saying any by the way, I'm not saying any stage is better than any stage or anything like that. This is just the hero's journey, right? So how do you go back there and integrate? How do you not go all the way back to stage one? Right? Even though that's technically what you should do if you go out on another adventure. Anyway, <laughs> how do you integrate this back into human life? And then it says maybe figure out how to share that wisdom with the rest of the world. Right. <laughs> I think one good way is maybe to start a podcast. This is exactly what I did, man. I came back from India and I had too many stories, man. I was trying to integrate back, or not integrate back, integrate myself into the real world. <laughs> the real world. I'm doing, I know you can't see, but I'm doing inverted commas. Right. <laughs> and then that's why I made the, the, that's why I made the podcast, man. Because you want to share this with the rest of the world. Share the wisdom, man. This is what happens. And finally, Freedom to live. This is interesting. The final one is freedom to live. Mastery, it says, leads to freedom from the fear of death, which in turn is the freedom to live. This is sometimes referred to as living in the moment, neither anticipating the future nor regretting the past. So I would say it probably doesn't go as far as this, the freedom from the fear of death, which in turn is the freedom to live. I would say more so with travel and adventure, it is freedom from the fear of consequence, which in turn is also the freedom to live, <laughs> the freedom to be adventurous. If you've been out, on a, been out on an adventure and you've been through the trials, the troubles, you've been through everything like this and you've come out the other end and you've said yes to things and then everything's turned out great because everything always, always turns out great, man. If you've been on this trip and then you come back, you are somewhat free from a fear of consequences. Somewhat. Because you know that everything's going to be fine. You know that you've taken chances before and it's paid off. You took a big chance going out on your, on your adventure and it's paid off. You've come back a wiser person right so the freedom from the fear of consequence that's just that's something i'm coining there but i think i think it kind of makes sense right <laughs> and that in turn gives you the freedom to live the, the freedom to what is it living in the moment there we are neither anticipating the future nor regretting the past that's what they say comes from this hero's journey and i think that kind of makes sense man i think we do come back with that so anyway that is a look at the, free, at the hero's journey, there we go. Feel free to look into it, man. The hero's journey, Joseph Campbell. I think there's, there's probably a Wikipedia page on it. And you can probably get a picture of the, the, the clock face, you know, even though it's not a clock, it's just a circle. But yeah, check it out. That is my thoughts on adventure and the hero's journey. Shall we get onto some questions? I think we should. All right, then, if you want to send in a question, it is Instagram at backpackdigital. <laughs> if you don't have Instagram, my telephone number is 
plus 44 I'm also on WhatsApp because I'm European. Right. Also, also, uh, we have no website, by the way. Like, someone's, <laughs> I can't remember who it was. Someone was like, hey, does, oh, it was Jackie. That's what it was. She was going to put it in the show notes of the Budget Minded Traveler. She was like, this Travel Stories podcast, do you use that? I was like, nah, man, we don't even have a website. <laughs> like, we used to. They're like, nah, we just don't use it. And so all, that also means that my old email address at Travel Stories Podcast or at Backpack Digital, which is also a website we don't have, <laughs> neither of them are working. If you want to email me, it is. See, sometimes regular people use email. I use Hayden Lee Mail. Hayden Lee Mail. M-A-I-L at gmail.com. That's me. Right. Let's get on to some questions. Okay. This one is from... Oh, we got a lot today. This is going to be a longie today. This one is from Connor Reese. Connor Reese says, Hey, man. I know this was a while ago, but thanks for the shout out on your podcast. Cool. It was cool to hear my question answered, and I definitely hope you can achieve that van dream in the future. Yeah, man. I'm thinking about it. I got a lot of a lot of stuff I gotta do. Hey, my uh what's it called? Torches on on my phone. That's strange. Let me go turn that off. Right, where was I? I just listened to your latest music podcast. Have you ever, have you ever listened to The War on Drugs? No, I haven't. They are so good. Their album Deeper Understanding is one of my favorite albums to listen to on road trips. They are seriously so good. I think you would like them. Yes, man, I'll check that out. I think we should do a now that's what I call travel music volume 2 where you guys send me in some music, man. So tell me what uh, what are is your question for the week. What are your favorite travel songs? Give me songs, not albums. I would probably choose the one that you don't like off the album. You know, there's always one song that you skip every time. I'll probably choose that. So what are your favorite travel songs? Let me know. We'll compile them. We'll do now. That's what I call travel music volume whatever. By the way, for Americans, now that's what I call is is a, um, it's kind of an old, in England, they have these albums every year. They say, now that's what I call music uh, volume whatever. When I was a kid, it was 41, I think. 40, now, now 40 was a good one that had like the Men in Black uh, theme tune on. And I remember I got it for Christmas, got the CD with a CD player. <laughs> now 40. That was brilliant. That was a bit of Robbie Williams. Amazing. Anyway, <laughs> this is from nomadic.diego. He says, hey, Hayden. Hey, man. First of all, still loving the show. Thank you very much. I really enjoyed the last episode with the last episode, the music selection turned this hip-hop head onto some pretty different stars and I can't wait to take them with me on the road. Nice, man. Yeah, that last one was quite a, um, what's the word, quite a light one, you know? Usually I'm listening to a lot of punk rock and a lot of hard stuff, you know? But that was kind of, you know, quite smooth, quite smooth, quite light. So maybe now, volume whatever will be a little more, you know. Anyway, it continues. Anyway, I finished sixth form a month or so ago and have been in preparation for my next trip ever since. My first solo adventure to Slovakia back in Easter was brilliant, but now comes time for my next one. Two weeks of backpacking through Ukraine. Nice, man. I know you ticked the country off the list a few weeks back, but only went to the border, so I'll let you know if the rest of it is any good. Yeah, I've heard it is, man. I've heard it's ridiculously cheap, too, which is nice. Uh, anyway, to my actual question, finally, he says, that wasn't me. Uh, from what I understand, there's very little English spoken in the country. And so I was wondering if you had any tips for interacting with people in places where you speak next to none of the language. Sorry if you've answered this previously and for the long winded message. All the best. Yeah. So f- 
firstly, I'd say Google Translate is actually really good, like the iPhone app or whatever. Like that's how I talk to the uh, Russian. Uh, it's called Border Patrol cop at the Belarusian border. It was all through Google Translate. And everything was, I had to add the Russian, is it critic uh, alphabet onto my phone? But yeah, that is actually really good. And I think in the pro one, you can like speak into it and it's, I've heard it's actually pretty good as well. So firstly, I'd recommend that as kind of a new wave way to do it. And oh, also the new app. I, I think I saw something where you can like you you open up the app and then you you hold like the camera of your phone up to you know a, a sign in some other language and then it will like on your phone you will see instead of seeing the sign through the camera you're seeing it in a different language now it like changes it immediately how cool is that i don't i don't know whether that's google translate or not but i'm going to have to look that up man if any of you guys know let me know cuz that's pretty cool man you see a sign you can just hold your phone up to it and then read on your phone kind of what it says how cool is that yeah apart from that i'd say i would say get good at charades 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 i don't know <laughs> get good at that because you know what i mean I, any, everyone knows what making a cup of tea looks like <laughs> you know what i mean uh, having said that i remember in uh, in vietnam i don't know why but i don't know if i'm not very good at charades charades but <laughs> But they didn't understand anything I said. I was acting out these things perfectly. I'm I'm really good at miming stuff out, right? And they still didn't understand. I, you know what I mean? It reminds me of this funny story, man. This is not to do with it, but it just reminds me of this story. When I think I've told this before, when I'd stopped, I was on the motorbike in Vietnam and I'd stopped at this place and there was this big kind of family, you know, family and friends and stuff. There was like, I don't know, maybe there was like 10, 15 of them, something like that. And I had a guitar with me. So they were like, oh, I'll play some guitar. This was in the middle of nowhere, by the way. And so they had no English. And so then that was when I was getting my charades out. Charades. And then <laughs> I love doing that. What's the saying? Yeah. And then they were like, ah, oh, no, I said, oh, I want to take a picture with all of you, right? And so I set up the phone on a, on a kind of chair or whatever. I said, right, everyone gather here, everyone gather here. And then I was obviously in the photo with all of them, self-timer on the camera, right? Self-timer. But the, the guy on the end, he didn't understand, obviously, what a self-timer was, right? This was in the middle of nowhere. So he didn't, so he thought, he knew what a camera was, but maybe not the self-timer, right? And so <laughs> we're all there in line, kind of arms around each other, waiting for this self-timer. And he's looking around like, what's going on? Who, who's going to take the picture? <laughs> and, <laughs> and so he just, he just walks up to the phone as if, oh, I'll take the picture then. And, and so, and he did that. And I was like, no, dude, it's, I was trying to, how do you act out self-timer? <laughs> how would you do that? So I don't know what I did, but I tried to explain it to him. I said, all right, put it here. We'll, we'll go back. Let's, let's do this again. Let's do this again. And then we're there, we're all in a row and he's looking like, it's who, who's going to take the pit? <laughs> so I've got about three or four pictures of like a row of people with me in the middle and a guy walking up to the camera. I've got like three or four of those. <laughs> but yeah, I'd, re I'd recommend um, Google Translate. But if you don't have that, then I would say, let's see. Hmm. It's, hmm. I would say there will be someone around, depending on where you are, there'll be someone around that can speak both English and Ukrainian and Russian, etc. Right. And I would get 
This is if you don't have a phone, right? <laughs> and I would get the things that you need. Hello, thank you, where is the? Right? Because if you know where is the or where, just the word where, right? And then you can act out what you want. So you can say where and then act out a cup of tea. You know what I mean? So it's little things like that. That's some terrible advice, but basically Google Translate. <laughs> All right, this next one is from... We got a few today, man. This next one is from SJS Armstrong. She says, she says, Hey, love the music show. Thanks very much, man. I'm glad people like that. I, I kind of, I listened to it back and I was like, man, I should have played more of the, more like a longer duration of the music. Cause I was like, right, I'm going to keep it to 15 seconds. And I think I trimmed them down to like five seconds each. It was crazy. Anyway. Uh, only didn't know two of them, so pretty proud of that. Yeah, well done. I guess, I guess that was a Wilhelm scream and maybe Hodera. That's what I'm guessing. Just curious, do you ever get any negativity from people at home about traveling all the time? I'm on the road about eight months this year, thinking of maybe moving out to Melbourne or booming around Mexico over the next couple of years. But I get a whole bunch of grief from my family and friends back home about leaving them behind in that. England's really not for me. Don't want to stick around for guilt. Gracias, amigo. <clears throat> yeah, well, you've answered your own question. Well, you've answered the next question. <laughs> so the first question is, do you ever get negativity? The answer to that is either yes or no. The second question that comes after that is, should you care? <laughs> In fact, you've answered the third question, third question, because the answer to that is obviously no. And then the third question is, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> and you said, uh, where is it? Uh, England's really not for me. Don't want to stick around for guilt. Sorted. <laughs> Absolutely sorted. Like, that's it. Uh, no, I don't get any neg negativity. No one really cares where I'm going or what I'm doing. Like, <laughs> you know, I'll say to my mom, oh, I'm going to, you know, wherever for a year so I go alright cool have a good one <laughs> so now nah, no one really cares but if they did that would only serve to make me want to do it more <laughs> that's just how it works man that's how it works and this is well think of the hero's journey man this is your refusal of the call this could be your refusal of the call right I'm going to have a look at this again uh, crossing the first threshold ordinary world call to adventure refusal of the call yeah. So the refusal of the call can be because of outside influence. It can be maybe Luke Skywalker's aunt and uncle were like, no, Luke, you're not going. <laughs> That's so English. No, Luke, you're not going with this old Ben Kenobi, you know, and going to go do whatever you're going to do. <laughs> Actually, no, because they, yep. <laughs> so yeah, it could be that. That could be your refusal of the call. But then what comes after refusal of the call? Meeting with the mentor. Again, maybe I'm that. Come on. <laughs> maybe into the mentor. <laughs> maybe I am, maybe I'm not. But then it's crossing the first threshold. The thing is, this is just part of it, man. That's just part of it. Can be just part of it. This is just a, a an obstacle, you know? If they if they think you shouldn't do it, probably a good idea. And then you go back, as soon as you go back, let's think about the end of the hero's journey, the road back and the uh, obviously the refusal of the return, but then the road back and then retaining the wisdom gained on the quest and what is it, um, sharing the wisdom with the, with the rest of the world, you know. That, that happens a lot. Think about the adventure, man, you know. It's like someone's going out for the adventure and then the, um, the, the kind of partner goes, oh, no, don't go. 
what accent is that? <laughs> I was g- <laughs> I was going for kind of Spanish. It did not happen. <laughs> They're like, no, don't. man, I'm not going to do accents. They're like, no, don't, don't go on this trip. Uh, I'm scared for your life, Zorro. <laughs> and then they go because they have to. And it sounds to me like you also have to. So I'll see you on the road. Next one comes from Smurf with a PH underscore one, three, eight. She says, Hey there, loved your last episode and have made a note to download some of your musical suggestions. A lot of people seem to like that music episode. Uh, for my backpacking slash hiking trip to Scotland next week. Nice. How are you? I'm well, thank you. I did not have you down as the kind of geezer who enjoys ferries. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, any any place where I can be on my own with my own thoughts, you know what I mean? It's good. Inspired a question, though. What is your best experience to date of being on the road slash on a mode of transport? And why and where was it? Interesting. Hmm, best experience on a mode of transport. Immediately I'm thinking motorcycle, right? I remember, for example, being in the south of Spain near Nurja. I remember that, actually. And on the one side, you've got kind of the, the sea, and then the other side, you've got the mountains. It was classic. And I had on Panama by Van Halen. Dead. That's a tremolo. <laughs> so I remember listening to that. That is oh, so good for bike riding, man. So it's those little moments for me, man. It's those little moments. What else? What else? Um, let's see. I remember being in India on a bus, and it was one of those buses where the road is so so terrible that you literally come off the seat every every 10 seconds or so it was like that and then there's just monkeys everywhere that was nice that was cool hmm i'm gonna have to think about that one man on a mode of transport hmm remember being in a in a propeller plane in australia going from brisbane to the fraser coast that was cool because it was a nice little plane i remember the the uh stewardesses air hostesses flight attendant there we go <laughs> i remember they came out like as soon as we used to, like the plane was still going up and they came out they came out because they have to feed you and so they came out and they were like they're like right is is this food eat this quick and here's a here's a can of coke or whatever have this and it was those little cans that you get <laughs> those little cans because there's no time for a big can and then they're like, right, get it down, you. And after about 10 minutes, they come running out. Right, give us your rubbish. Come on, finish it, finish it. Because <laughs> they didn't have time because it's such a short flight. So that's fun. And then a lot of times in the car as well. Ah, oh, man, in the car in Australia, it's such a good place to drive a car, man. Like, there's a load of good places there, man. A load of good, load of good memories. But I remember... I remember being in a van, actually, coming back from Sydney, where we went for a little bit. We are coming back for a Bruce Springsteen show. And we'd been living in Melbourne for quite a while, but it, it, it kind of felt like home. And I do really like Melbourne. And then we were coming back, and it was dark. And then just over the horizon, we could see the city all lit up. And it was a feeling of home, man. That was the feeling. She continues, I once took the sleeper train to Chiang Mai, but it was too hot to sleep, so I spent a good hour sat on the rusty metal bar outside that connected the two carriages, and remember thinking, wow, this is... <sighs> I'm sorry, I cannot swear on my podcast. 
Rebel Grand might be listening. This is very dangerous, <laughs> but it was totally beautiful and the wind was nice and the views were amazing. Definitely wasn't the kind of story that you tell your mum, she says. <laughs> yeah, man. I love that. I love that. That's, that's so good. It's literally stepping outside of the norm. Literally. That's great, man. Amazing. Right then, this next one is from the underscore loft. He, is it a he? Chris Clark. Yes. He says, me and my girlfriend just booked a trip to Bali. Nice. I've only been to Mexico and that was when I was 13. I'm now 24. You got me into travel a few years back, man. I am the mentor. So I just wanted to say thanks, but I'm really nervous. That's normal, I think. Wish us luck. Man, good luck. You don't need it. Bali is a fantastic place to go. Your nerves will fade away, man. After the flight, maybe as soon as you get onto the flight, right? Your nerves will fade away. It's a little trick, right? If you're nervous, especially nervous about flying, right? Then I've said this before, right? Anxiety and excitement are the same feeling like in your body, the same physical sensations, the exact same physical sensations, right? Your heart starts pounding, your sweaty palms, right? The exact same feelings. The only difference is how you contextualize it in your head, right? So what I do, if you don't like flying or anything like that, right? or if you're nervous about something, right? Then when the plane is taking off, right? When, you, when the plane is taking off, then if you have that anxiety, reframe it in your head to excitement. Think, wow, I want a plane. This is amazing. It's about to take off. Oh, this is so cool. And if you, if you tr attempt to trick, it might take a few tries. If you trick your brain into thinking that you're enjoying this, the easiest way to do that is have a smile on your face because that actually changes what's happening in your brain. If you have a smile on your face, then your anxiety will change to excitement. And we can think about this kind of in a less literal sense. If you have a metaphorical smile on your face, your nervousness will change to excitement. And it sounds like it is excitement, man. You sound excited. So in Bali as well, if you like, uh, I have a friend slash ex-girlfriend in Bali and she is, uh, I think she, I don't know what she's doing anymore, but she was like a tour guide around there. She's from the Czech Republic and she knows everything there is to know about Bali and she is all about adventure, man. So if you guys want, then, uh, then let me know and I can hook you up with her and she can show you some things that you'll never see without, without you know, knowing someone that knows where it is and stuff, like the secret beach and then the shipwreck beach. and the, You know what I mean? So let me know. I'll uh, put you in touch. Right. Got a few more, man. This is a longie today. This next one is from Hayes Stewart. He says, Hey there. Literally just listened to you for the first time whilst mowing the lawn. Love it. July 4th, 2018. Episode. Rambling, re, Ukraine, border crossing, etc. Nice. How I found the podcast? Search travel on podcast app on my phone. Nice. I'm glad to come up. Traveling a bit of Europe next year with my wife and two boys and needed a mowing sound check. <laughs> Cheers, Stuart. <laughs> That's amazing, man. It's all about the mow. It's all about the mow. That reminds me of another funny picture uh, on my Facebook, which I never go on. But there's a there's a picture of like her, all the family got together. You know, it was me, my girlfriend at the time, my brother and his missus and then their kids. And then my mom was there, my sister, a fella. We're all there, right? And it was a big celebration because all these things had happened, right? <laughs> and the celebration was, I think the caption was a celebration of 
um, a graduation, a, a new job, a promotion, uh, you know, uh, anything like this. There, there was all these things, a new job, a promotion, a new car. And then <laughs> the last one was, and a new mower. And that was my brother's. <laughs> and I swear that that was the most important thing that we were celebrating that night. I think the comment on it is from my brother, like, it's a good mower, that is. <laughs> I don't know why that, well, <laughs> there you go. There's a random story for you. But man, thank you for, thank you for coming. I'm glad I could, uh, glad I could be there while you mow the lawn. And this is why also I use my compressors and stuff like that to make this quite loud. So you maybe hopefully don't have to have the volume on top level. But if you're mowing the lawn, if you're in a plane, something like that, hopefully you can still hear it. That's why I do that. So man, thank you. And man, that's so cool. You're going to traveling a bit of Europe with the wife and two boys. That's amazing, man. Let me know how it goes. Let me know how it goes. Next one is from D.Palm84. He says, she says, Daniel Palm, of course. He says, hey, Lee, hey, <laughs> hope you liked my, hope you like my home country, Sweden. I did. I did like it. Just wanted to say that I like your podcast. Thank you very much. I listen to it all the time at work. It has a very genuine feel to it and not commercial slash business like many other travel pods. Yeah, man. It's just not me. It's just not me. Why would we do something if it's not ourselves? You know what I mean? Like, why Why do we do anything if it's not coming from ourselves and it's not us being ourselves? You know what I mean? I, I don't understand how people can do that. Like, in business meetings and stuff like that, they go, no, hello there. Okay, so let's, it's like, man, come on. I'm a guy, you're a guy, let's just be guys. I do this on borders, I do this everywhere, man. It's just, you be you, I'll be me. Anyway, it continues. Me and my girlfriend did a six-month around-the-world trip 2016-2017, and now I'm saving up money for another big adventure and planning how to be location-independent. Nice. Check out my Instagram if you're interested in the trip. I did. Keep up the good work and ride on. Nice. I will now check out your Instagram. Man, this guy's ripped. Loving it. Bit of a monkey there. Love it. This is, you, you're now listening to Hayden Lee looking at pictures. I'd recommend checking that out, guys. So it's d.palm, P-A-L-M, 84. Check it out. He's got some fantastic pictures, man. Awesome. Next one is from... Can't pronounce that. Could be Kyle. K-A-I-S-L-E. Kyle? Underscore. Oh, sheer... Uh, not like Alan. Sheer... Uh, <laughs> um i'm sorry man <laughs> kyle kyle sure hi i'm kyle kyle it's gotta be kyle isn't it? anyway he says hey man hope you will uh been following for a while now and have meant to message but i'm social social medially challenged love that as am i firstly thanks for the latest episode thanks the latest episode i know exactly what you mean when you spoke about music taking you back. Brent Bjork, for instance, his album Tower of the Devil was playing when I was getting my latest ink. The moment I hear it, I transport it back there. The magic of music. Eh? Yeah, man, tell me about it. It's, oh, yeah, do you have those, do you have those songs that you listen to or that you listened to like right after you broke up with someone or something like that? And you put it on now and you go, oh, no, I, no, no, we don't listen to that song anymore. <laughs> You know what I mean? So, anyway. In regards to the whole endorsing product selling out thing, so this is what we were talking about last week and a week before, like, well, that's it, endorsing products and selling out. Uh, I think it depends on the ex execution, man. If you're shouting about and advertising a product for the payout, 
that is poor, and I think you will ultimately be buying be biting yourself on the ass. However, if a company or a product that you genuinely use and believe in is looking to make a deal, then why not? It's real, it's genuine, and if you think it's it's good, there is no evil there. Everyone is benefiting, especially if it contributes to your next project. Man, you've nailed it. <laughs> you're 100% correct. <laughs> absolutely, you're absolutely right. It is not about what it is, it's about the intent. It's It absolutely is. It's like, yeah, because imagine two scenarios. Imagine you listen to this next week and then in the middle there's a bit of a music sting and then there's me going, hi, this is Hayden Lee. I use, wow, all done. There's a woman going past on a mobility scooter about 30 miles an hour. That's insane. She's in the bus lane. She's in the bus, oh, she's joining the traffic. Go on, love. Anyway, what was I saying? Yeah, <laughs> imagine I come on, and uh, and I'm just like, yeah, I use this uh, what's it called payday loan thing, you know. I think you guys should use this. This is great. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like not that good. Or the other one, or the other instance, I come on and I go, right, uh, you know, this episode is sponsored by Harley Davidson. <laughs> Obviously, I use them. <laughs> Obviously, I think they're the best. You guys should definitely get one. <laughs> like, yeah, that works for me, man. If anyone was at Harley, talk to me. Uh, he continues, anyway, just a few thoughts. Thanks for being a source of travel and bike inspiration. You've got me planning adventures after getting caught up in the whole life thing. All the best, Kyle. Pronounced <laughs> Kazel, by the way. Why didn't I just look at the end? Why didn't I just look at the end? Pronounced Kazel, by the way. I'm sorry, Kazel. Sorry, man. It does look like Kyle, though. It's basically Isle with a K on the front. You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway. This next one is from... There's a lot of questions this week, man. This next one is from Juhu90. <laughs> Love that. Uh, where are we? It's Johan. He says, Hey, man. I've been following your podcast for a while now, and I thought I'd send in a question and some praise. Awesome podcast, mate. Thank you very much. Just to answer some previous questions you had to your listeners. Uh, your podcast appeared as a suggestion on Acast, which is the podcast player I use. Oh, good. Just from your voice, I thought you would like Brett McKenzie from Flight of the Concords. <sighs> Brett, Brett McKenzie. <laughs> I can't do a Kiwi accent. <laughs> uh, nah, no, I, yeah, I look nothing like Brett. <laughs> Man, how good is Flight of the Concords? It's so funny. If you guys don't know Flight of the Concords, Flight of the Concords, Chords is with an H like the musical term. Then look up, look up the, hmm, look up business time I'd start with, the live version where they're just sitting on some stools, right? It is so good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so yeah, now I don't look like Brit. Brit. <laughs> Anyway, I'm currently traveling myself and right now I'm in Australia. And since you have been talking so highly of Melbourne, I thought I'd ask for some suggestions on what to see and do there. Right. You want to go to Fitzroy, first of all. You want to go to Fitzroy and you want to go down Brunswick Street. Just take a walk down there, man. It's going to take a while because you'll stop an awful lot at random things. And then after that, go uh, go up to like Johnston Street or something, which you know intersects Brunswick. And then walk a little bit to the depending on which way you walk down Brunswick Street, walk to the next street over to Smith Street and then walk all the way down that. That's a great street, man. And then 
get yourself back to Johnston Street, right? And then head well, the direction away from town towards Abbotsford, right? Towards Collingwood and then Abbotsford. Go to Abbotsford and then go to the convent. The convent, if it's still there, hopefully it is. Because then you'll find lentil as anything. Go there and have a little bit of a lunch, man. Lentil as anything is like this. Basically, imagine like a kind of buffet type of thing, but that's a weird word for it because it's not like that. And everyone there is a hippie, right? And there's always a line you know, out the front of the door as soon as it's time for time to open. Everyone is a hippie. Everyone is, a lot of people there are travelers, right? Probably the majority. And uh, yeah, you go in there and then you get all the food. One day it'll be Japanese night. One day it'll be Nepalese night. It's all vegan and vegetarian, right? And then you eat it and you chill out with the coolest people you've ever met. <laughs> and then at the end you pay as you feel, which is lovely. And everyone there is a volunteer and it's just one of the most perfect places, man. So I would 100% recommend going to Lentil as anything. If you're in Sydney as well, they have it there, I think. And they also have a couple more places in Melbourne that has it. I think Footscray has one, but it's not as good. The one in Abbotsford, that's the one. That's the one you want. I'd also recommend sometime around New Year. I don't know when you're there, but sometime around that kind of time. If you go, again, go to Abbotsford and then head like you're heading completely out of out of the town, out of Melbourne, you can walk there and then go to the bridge, right? There's only like one road out from, from the convent, one big road out. It's either back to Fitzroy or the other way. Go the other way, right? And then you're, on the, you're walking on the side of the main road, basically, and then go to the bridge. This is at nighttime, go to the bridge. And at nighttime, there will be thousands of bats kind of coming or going from underneath that bridge. And you'll see it and it's absolutely insane. And you get a good, a good view of the city scape from there too. There are a couple of things I'd recommend about Melbourne. Melbourne's just so good, man. <laughs> so good. Oh, and the library's really cool. Head to the library. It is such a badass library. Right, a couple more. <laughs> it's a longy today, man. Longy. Right, this one is, one is from Peeled and Stoned. Nice. He says, yo, what's up, bro? Yeah. Just wanted to say congrats on the sick series and let you know that you're truly an inspiration. Well, thank you very much, man. I'm currently living in the northeast of France in a city called Lille, and I'm just having the best time. I think the cool thing about when I'm staying, uh, where I'm staying, is the proximity to so many other amazing destinations as well. Yeah, man, that's something we don't think about. Like, we think about, oh, I'll go to Melbourne because Melbourne's cool. But then also, it's not a very long uh, flight from Melbourne to Singapore or wherever, you know what I mean? The proximity to other places, that's important, man. So yeah, that's cool. Uh, if you're in the area towards the beginning of September, let me know and maybe we can grab a drink. Shine on, you crazy diamond. Ryan. <laughs> yeah, man, I could be. I could be. I'll uh, I'll put a little star on my map and uh, I'll see when I'm there and I'll see if you're still there, man. Right, next one, potentially the last one, comes from Tess Grace Pollard. She says, found your podcast yesterday. You're quite funny. <laughs> You're quite funny. You're quite funny. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm kind of torn between that because I obviously I'm not funny. I, I, I don't think that I am. I'm rarely called funny. But then it sounds like a backhanded compliment that. You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, uh, I also hate the cold. Yeah, man, it's the worst. Also, your Sheffield, your Sheffield accent was pretty shocking. Yeah, I know, I know. It's not even, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, rambling like you. Oh, cool. 
How many countries have you explored? Oh man, great question. Great question. I don't know. I do not know. Firstly, I'd preface with like, I don't, I'm not a big fan of the whole 90 countries and counting. <laughs> no, I'm not a big fan of that because it's like, you know what I mean? It's like me and Ukraine. I've really been to Ukraine. I've literally been into Ukraine. But do you know what I mean? Is that the same as me living in Ukraine for six months? You know what I mean? So, but I don't know. I mean, on this trip, there'll be 42, 43. And then there's been a bunch before Asia, South America, Australasia. There you go. Yeah. So I don't know. A few, a few, more than 50. <laughs> but yeah, more than 50. But uh, yeah, my Sheffield accent is absolutely terrible. I know, I know. I'll, I'll, I'll try and get better at it. <laughs> in fact, my accent in general is terrible. What accent do I have? There's a question for you. Anyway, uh, I think one came in. Yeah, yeah, here we go. One came in uh, like just now, right? Hold on, nine minutes ago. We've got another question. Let's read this. Hopla Martha. Th, th, Martha. Martha. <laughs> she says, Are you coming to Norway also? I did. But not really. <laughs> I'll come again. I'll come again. She says, Hi again. So I'm currently listening to the Changing Your Frame podcast, and someone suggested going to the west coast of Norway, and I agree. Oh dear. Also, you should consider going to Preikestolen. If you have seen the newest Mission Impossible movie, I have not. The scene where they crash the helicopter is filmed there. Cool. I'll check it out. There's a beautiful fjord under there too. Also, other places to visit, though I, as a Norwegian, have never been there. And it's kind of sad. And that's kind of sad. Anyway, looking forward to your next podcast while you're in it. Also, let me know if there's anything you wonder or want to know about our little Norway. Oh, man. I want to go back now. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I just came in and came out again. Because I want more time there. Tell you what I'll do. Tell you what I'll do. All right. After I go to Brazil, because that's the plan for this. Then I'll come back. I'll come to Norway. I'll come to Norway. I'll spend uh, spend quite a lot of time there. Right. I could even bike to Norway. I'll, I'll ferry over the bike. And then I'll spend some proper time there. And you can show me what's around, man. you you got to show me what's around. So that will happen. That will happen because now I feel bad. <laughs> so let's do that. Let's do that. Right then. I don't know how long this has been, but there we are. That was How to Find Adventure. I was thinking about adventure through the lens of Joseph Campbell. And then a whole lot of questions. A whole lot of questions. Next week, I will be somewhere in Germany. If you're in Germany, let me know. We can hang out. If you want to send me a question, you can on Instagram. It is at... Backpack Digital. D-I-G-I-T-A-L. <laughs> and then again, the, the, the numbers and emails that was back in the podcast, you can just rewind. Right. <laughs> okay, I'll do it. Plus 447-745-889-472, Hayden Lee Mail, M-A-I-L, at gmail.com. Nice talking to you guys. I'll be in Germany next week. Let me know what's going on. Let me know some songs so we can build. Now that's what I call Travel Music Volume 2. And let me know how it's going, bring in your questions. I want to hear from you guys. I'll speak to you guys next week. <laughs>